Hey guys, Eric here, and I want to talk to you real quick about the dailydownforce.com. Every day, this website covers the latest news and trends in NASCAR, from silly season right through the checkered flag in Phoenix. Need a new morning routine as soon as you wake up? Well, now you have it, dailydownforce.com. This is the website I use to keep up with the industry, the drivers, and of course, what the community is talking about. And speaking of community, dailydownforce.com is also home to some of your other favorite NASCAR content creators. Plus, they've got all sorts of information that I like to keep bookmarked, like schedules, penalties, ratings, and everything you want to know. Oh, and be sure to check out the merch shop while you're there to find some exclusive diecasts and collectibles. So check out dailydownforce.com, that's dailydownforce.com, and I'll see you in in the replies. Hey y'all, Rick Houston here, and I want to tell you about my new show, the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast. I've partnered up with the state of North Carolina Department of Natural and Cultural Resources to help uncover the history behind moonshining mountain boys, professional wheelmen, and the backwoods and city lights of the Tar Heel State. In the first episode, I sat down with Winston Kelly at the NASCAR Hall of Fame for a little behind-the-scenes gossip about Junior Johnson's engineering skills. He's got two things in his hand, pipe wrench and channel lock pliers, and they weren't new. They yeah. had been, they had been yeah. around the block a time or two. Wasn't so, the first deal they built, I bet. No, no. You know, you could, I think they were, they had, the, the pliers had been red before, but paint had worn off. And in the second episode, I talked to a professional hillbilly, a.k.a. Dr. Daniel Pierce, of UNC Asheville to find out the real history of moonshiners and their battles with the revenuers. He wrote about one of his experience of trying to chase down this uh, this bootlegger and this this souped up car, and he he complained that the government gave him these piece of crap cheapo cars and that, that were really no match. But he thought he was doing pretty good, and then the guy just hits it and just takes off and practically disappears. But then. The guy makes a bootleg turn uh, and comes back towards him. And it, it, as he said, it was a game of chicken, and I was the chicken. And so he ran off the road. And actually, he was the guy who who caught Junior Johnson at his daddy still when Junior got tangled up in a, in a barbed wire fence. So check out the Moonshine and Motorsports Racing Podcast available on YouTube, dailydownforce.com, and all of your favorite podcasting platforms. And be sure to check out my regular show on NASCAR history, the Scene Bought Podcast. Hey there, NASCAR fans. Have you got your copy of the latest edition of NASCAR Pole Position Print Magazine? If not, there's no better time than now to subscribe at PolePositionMag.com. NASCAR Pole Position is the only print magazine covering NASCAR. Officially licensed by NASCAR, NASCAR Pole Position Magazine is published throughout the NASCAR season and each edition is an instant collector's item, backed with great feature stories and photography. The magazine is even mailed to you in a poly bag for those who love to collect NASCAR memorabilia. At PolePositionMag.com, you can even find past issues available to purchase. Get your subscription to NASCAR Pole Position and get great NASCAR content delivered straight to your mailbox throughout the season. Learn more at PolePositionMag.com. That's PolePositionMag.com. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Welcome back to another edition of Out of the Groove Power Hour presented by Circle B Diecast. Be sure to use code OOTG for free shipping on all orders over $30 at circlebdiecast.com. My name is Eric Estep. I am joined as always by the one and only, the very busy Brennan Poole. <laughs> Also sporting a slightly different hairstyle for our YouTube yeah. viewers. Uh, I like it. I, I see it. It's, it. The gravity has taken effect, it appears. That yeah. I'm not used to seeing I've, your hair go down. 
I feel like I'm very like early 2000s right now. Very <laughs> early 2000s. Blonde hair, dyed bleach hair down in your face. Yeah, I'm early little, 90s, man. There's some punk rock or, no, going there. 2000s. Yeah, for sure. I feel cool. I had like a little bit dark sides, you know, I had a little bit of the dark sides going on, um, which, so I was like a little bit of like a two-toned, but now I'm all back the same color and it feels a little bit, it feels a, a little bit better. But those of you that don't know, I may have said it on the show or not before, but my hair is actually bleached um, to uh, honor my mom who passed away. It's been a little bit more over a year. And um, I used to bleach my hair like every summer when I raced quarter midgets because at my school, where, where I grew up, you weren't allowed to like dye your hair or do anything fun. So like over the summer it was always something fun that I did uh, with my mom. So this is um, in to remember her. And uh, yeah, it, it's been fun. And now I really like it. So I've been keeping I'm keeping the blonde at least for a little while longer. Absolutely. Well, uh, I said you've been very busy. It's been a while. We've both been busy. It's been a while since we recorded an episode. Last time we did this, we had Mark Martin on uh, today. Yeah. Uh, I'm very excited. We'll be bringing Jeremy Clements in, driver, team owner, uh, fellow competitor, rival on the track. Brennan, both y'all full time in Xfinity. <laughs> I know. Um, but before we talk about Xfinity, Brennan, since we last recorded, you have made several Cup Series starts. How about yeah. that? Uh, as well as a few yeah. truck series starts, dude, first off, what's it like driving the next gen car? Because I remember texting you, I think right before you made your first start at Dover and you were just hoping you got like practice in, like you're hoping practice yeah. wouldn't get rained out. Cause you needed some seat time before you <laughs> like Dover is a tricky track. I imagine to just feel it out. So anyway, next gen car, first impressions go Brennan. Well, it has a lot, a lot more grip than I thought it was going to have. You know, you have all of these ideas of what the car is going to be like in your mind uh, from talking to other drivers, um, talking to engineers, what people are saying, what you see on TV, what you see when you're like watching onboard camera footage. So you have all these thoughts of what it's going to be like, but you really don't know until you do it. So yeah, Dover, my, my first time on the track, I just drove it off into the, into the corner and was just like, see what it does. And just, <laughs> you know, prayed, that my skill and abilities would be able to save the car if anything weird happened. Cause you just, yeah, I don't, you don't know what to expect. You have no clue. You got to find so that just, limit somehow. Yeah. Yeah. You have to. Rip so off the I, just, I looked at the footage. I said, Oh, a lot of guys in like race runs were like lifting at like the two cone just past the two cone last year. And um, I think we had a little bit less downforce to share. Maybe it was the same. I can't remember the package. Excuse me on that. I don't remember, but I just drove to the two cone. I remember and just was like, ah, I'm lifted. And then I was like, ah, what's it going to do? And then when I got in the corner, I was like, it, the car just gripped up and I was like, whoa, I need to get in the gas. And I just like <laughs> floored it and like way more grip than I thought it was going to have. Um, but the way that the car makes grip is just a lot different than anything I've ever driven before, you know, because of with the floor and the diffuser and all this stuff, like that's where the grip is made. It's not really um, through side force like it is on the Xfinity cars or the old cup cars or the, even the trucks for that matter. Like, so it's a totally different feel. They drive totally different and they do um, a lot of interesting, strange things um, that were all things I was feeling for the very first time. So um, I think the, for how things started off for me, like at Dover, I felt like we were really fast. And of course, everyone saw what happened there mm. to me in my scenario, uh, that, that scenario there. Um, and then Kansas, Kansas is a really good track for me for whatever reason. Um, and I felt like we had a really good pace and we ran in, inside like the top 25 for, um, a pretty much the entire race minus a couple of, uh, you know, stuff we did on pit stops and things like that, where we might've given up some track position, but we drove right back to there where we needed to be. So, um, then I got caught up in a little incident. It was just kind of like a, a racing deal and we had some damage and, you know, wound up finishing 28th. Um, but I think, um, that was a really good weekend for me and it gave me some confidence. I was like, man, yeah. you know, I've got pace. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I'm racing around the 41 and the 14 and I passed the 24 car for position in the I, middle yeah. of the race and he ended up finishing third. So like those types of things give you, um, confidence like, okay. Um, and that was my, basically my first race technically Kansas yeah. was cause I got like 80 laps the week before. So, mm. um, with all that, that, that bred a lot of confidence. And then of course, you know, we, had a transmission issue at Darlington, which was unfortunate. Sure. So yeah, um, I, I'm, you've I know learned I'm quickly. Get, it looks like you yeah. haven't missed a beat. Like, honestly, what it looks like I haven't missed a beat. Yeah. 
from on driving wise? Well, from running cup last time you, I mean, oh. last time we saw you in the cup series was 2020. And I, I mean, I don't, you're probably in better. I don't know if you're, I mean, all the cars are more equal now than I guess they were Yeah, it, three years ago. So you're, you're arguing, you're probably in a better car now. Yeah, for sure. So. I'm definitely, I'm definitely the best cup car I've ever driven before. Like in 2020, like I, there were, I knew I was racing around the same like four or five guys every mm-hmm. week this time, you know, like I passed the six twice in the ray. Like I, I battled door to door with them, like racing them. That's fun. So for me, that was a new experience because I hadn't been in that, in a, in a car capable of doing that yet. And like battling right around in, you know, 20th. So that was, um, that was a lot of fun. And to be able to be one of those 36 guys that gets to race on Sunday, anytime you get to do it, it's so special. Um, because it's just so difficult to do that, to be one of the, like, there's 36 guys in the world and that never gets lost on me. Just like our conversation with Mark Martin, you have to try to soak up that those moments as much, as much as you can. Um, because it's just, uh, it's an honor to be one of those guys. Um, just getting, being able to take part of that is really, really, really cool. It's like, there's nothing else that i want to do more in my life than to be able to do that every week it's just um it's so cool so i was grateful for those opportunities i know i'm gonna get um at least one more hopefully i get more through that but um you know you got to get you got to get results on sundays so hopefully i can get um have some get some good finishes um and you never know i'll just the fight continues to to for me to to um to one you know my dream is to get back to racing sundays full time but um to get back in a competitive situation so uh, i was very happy i think rwr has um put themselves in an incredible position i mean rick's been doing a great job you know with the cars being the way that they are and they're in the roush building now that's, um, yeah, that's true. They're they're headed in the right direction. So um, they've got Ryan cool. Newman in there now as well, helping feel some things yeah. out, giving some. Have you yeah. I, have, have you guys run this uh, race together yet? Have you gotten to like yeah, sit we in at, with Newman and meetings? Yeah, we were at Darlington together. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I have. Um, you know, I, Ryan, I had done some stuff with Ryan before in years past. Um, he's always been kind to me when I was running in the Xfinity series and um, when I was you know on that grind over there. So I've had a lot of conversations with him. Um, over the years. And of course I've donated to some of the charities and stuff that he's been involved in. So like we have had a good relationship um, over the years. So it was very easy to be teammates with him um, because of the relationship that we've had prior. Um, so, you know, so that was fun, you know, it was cool, easy, good conversations and stuff like That's that. Cool. And, but like I said, grateful to have those opportunities, grateful to feel what the new car was like. I have a much better understanding now when I'm even watching the races of what's going on, because I know what the cars are like to drive. So that's been um, it's been helpful to me to learn more stuff as I'm watching. Cause I know how the cars drive, if that makes sense. For sure. Yeah, no, it's been a lot of fun. And I also can't remember, uh, have you got, was it, uh, Atlanta, you finished uh top five. Have we recorded since you had, uh, that Taldega. Taldega. I'm sorry. Yeah, you, you, Atlanta, no. you were in the mix as well. I don't think we've recorded since Taldega. Yeah. No, Atlanta, I finished 13th. Um, in Talladega, yeah, we finished fifth. Um, yeah, we had a really good race. I missed That's some, cool. cr- dude, I, that one rep, big wreck at the end, I yeah. was like down on the flat, back up on the banking, back to the middle, back eye, back down. And the next thing I know, boom, I came out of it and I was in like fourth place. I was that like, sounds like, be kidding me. That sounds like the white flag at Talladega. That's awesome. It's been yeah. fun uh, to, to watch you. You've been racing a lot more the past month, Brennan. And mm-hmm. uh, and obviously you've started to have some success on the Xfinity Series side. And uh, it's been cool to see you in a Cup Series car. Uh, now, now the insight on this show will be even better because you know exactly <laughs> what those drivers are feeling uh, on yeah. Sundays. I do, though, have to put you on the, the spot a little bit because also, since we last recorded, you mentioned it, you were involved in an accident at Dover. Yeah. Uh, went went kind of <laughs> viral a little bit for your, your uh, comments uh, about uh, yeah. Ross Chastain. Noah Gregson <laughs> uh, tried to take them to heart, I think, like the very next week. Uh, it didn't go so well yeah. for Noah, but... Um, I guess take us through, you know, you've had a few weeks now to sit on it. We've seen Ross Chastain make some other enemies this year. Uh, I know it's a couple weeks from Darlington, but we saw how that race ended with him and Larson in the fence. Um, I guess now, how do you look back at that incident with Ross Chastain? And and how do you feel other Cup Series drivers in the garage? Like, how do you think they actually feel about Ross and other drivers who race kind of like aggressively like that? Yeah. Oh, well, I think in the moment I was obviously pretty upset because we could tell you. (laughs) Yeah. You only get so many opportunities and I'm in that fight to prove, um, to the people I need to prove to that I 
you know, deserve to be in that race car every week. So when you're having a good run and you, you had, we had this pace that we had, you know, we had a bad pit stop right before that. So we already had given up a few spots that we shouldn't have given up, which maybe we would never have been in that situation regardless, had we not had an issue with getting a tire off um, on the stop. So, you know, it's kind of like, you know, whatever, but um, when that happens, you know, you're just like, I mean, I got to run a laps and I don't know if I'm going to get to run this car again. I don't know how many more of these chances I'm going to get. All I know is that I had a top 25 car today um, in a situation where that finish, that result would have been huge for me as far as moving forward and getting more opportunities. And it got taken away. So in that moment, when that, when you're thinking of those things, you're just, you're just so up mad. Um, so that was the probably the first part of it. Um, I've talked to Ross, obviously. Um, I think I have a lot of respect for Ross. Um, the way that he's made it, the way that he has made it, it's incredibly difficult to do. There's not, there's very few drivers, and I say this, you know, trying to be as nice as I can about it, but there's very few drivers who make it uh, um, all the way in this sport that don't really come from like huge financial backing from a parent or um, some uncle that owns some massive company or something like that. Sure. It's, it's very rare that uh, you see it um, anymore in today's world. So I have a lot of respect for guys like um, like Ross and Daniel Hemrick um, and guys who have fought to get there that don't come from the type of money it takes to make it to this level. They've fought and got there off of their abilities. So I have a tremendous amount of respect for the the few guys that are out there that have done it that way. Um, so it makes it tough when you have an altercation with somebody like that, that you respect. Ross and I have talked many times over the years. I think we've always had a lot of respect for each other um, because of the way that we have received our opportunities. Um, so yeah, but I mean, we had a great conversation um, and I think we, you just move on from it. Once something is done, it's done. And you can't go back. You can't change it. You can't fix it. It's over. So, um, you know, you just move on to to the next race. And that's what I've done. And, and you know, you, you work hard to get more opportunities, which that's what I'm doing. I think um, as far as what other drivers think, I don't know. And I don't. I guess I have to ask think, them. <laughs> yeah, you have to ask them. But I also, I will say this. I don't think Ross cares what they think. Mm. And I don't think he should care what they think. Um, as a race car driver, it's your job to go out there and get results. Um, Ross has been getting results. He's wrecked people in the process. You know, I think sometimes when it's for position, understandable. But when it's for nothing, that that's like in my situation where it, where it was difficult to take. Um, but I think, you know, when you're battling inside the top five or it's for a race win, it's nothing I wouldn't do. So I'm not going to, you know, it's kind of like who can yeah. throw the first stone. You can't. Denny yeah. Hamlin's move people for wins. They all have. Every person in the Cup Series at some point in their career, whether it's in any of the top three or it's been ARCA or it's been late models or it's been whatever, they've moved somebody out of the way for a win. And maybe sometimes they did it too much. It's just that's racing, man. Yeah. And um I think the fans, I think it's, I think the fans love it one way or the other. You hate it if it's your guy that got taken out and didn't win the race, but you love it if your guy did it and he won the race. And that's just, that's the entertainment factor in the sport. So for me, yeah. you know, it sucked. It happened to me when it was for nothing, but when I see him do other things in, in other circumstances, I'm like, it's just racing. So, you know, it's just racing. Sure. And like what happened at Darlington He's battling for the win very well, possibly the move for the win and gets caught up in an accident, not going to place that that's a racing incident. Um, you can get as mad as you want about it. Um, it's, it sucks, um, for both people involved, but at the end of the day, that's just a racing incident. Both yeah, guys just, on the line, pushing, not giving an inch. Yeah. You just, just what? pushed a little too hard when going for everything. Right. Yeah. No, and how many people screamed and yelled at the TV and went berserk in the stands when it happened? I, I mean, the oh, emotion is good. Yeah. I mean, I had people, I was driving back from the race when that happened. Um, and I, you know, cause I was mad we broke and all that stuff. So I left. And um, I mean, people in, in my vehicle were screaming about watching <laughs> it happen on their phones, screaming. So like wow. that part of it is so valuable to the That's sport true. on the entertainment. It's entertainment. At the end he, of the day, for the racers, reel, so. yeah, for, for the racers, we're there to win. For the um, the fans, it's about, um, entertainment. And for the sponsors, it's about making money. 
And that's what it's, <laughs> and that's what it's about. That's yeah, about, you, go. you just summed it up three. It's a three pronged yeah. attack. There you go. Yeah, yeah exactly. the way I see it is, is Ross's driving style hasn't really changed too much. Uh, it's just now he's running up front in the cup series where it's more visible than ever. And so yeah. when he does upset somebody, it's a headline as opposed to a footnote as it might've been yeah. in years previously. Um, well, I wanted to hear your take on that. I'm glad to know that you guys have talked. Sound sounds like you're on pretty yeah. good terms. I know you and Ross, y'all, y'all go way back. Y'all pretty yeah. good terms before this incident. So I'm glad, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. a, I don't want to see friendships ruined uh, <laughs> by a, by a competition. No, I'm just, I'm just messing around. It's but. just, it's racing. You know, like yeah, we, yeah. we, like, you know, we've talked about before, like we're still all competitors and we're still all fighting for 36 seats and there's only so many yeah. spots. There's only so many drivers. So at the end of the day, we're all against each other, no matter what. Yeah, oh, is. we're buddies. We're buddies. We're buddies. No, we're, you know, they're when not push buddies. comes to shove. No, that's <laughs> tough. Yeah. No, they're, they're not. It's, it's, um, you know, it's just the the way the sport, this way the sport is. Real quick before we bring in uh, Jeremy Clements, I'm excited to catch up with uh, with Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do want to talk about North Wilkesboro Speedway for a moment. Uh, Brennan, uh, you were up first off. Let me know where you were at. You were in Michigan, is that correct? Yeah. So shout out to um, you know the Venturini family. The Venturini's helped me a lot in my career. I definitely would not have gotten as far as I got without their support. They're very um, close to me. So, um, Billy Venturini was mm-hmm. going to come out of retirement to race at flat rock speedway. So a little bit of history, huh. um, Billy's father raced there and, uh, I believe it was his first win. I think it was like 82 or 83. I don't wow. can't quite remember, but Billy was in victory lane there. Um, and so was Wendy. I think Wendy was like four then I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I think that's what I learned this week. I can't remember, but, um, yeah, so, um, that, he always wanted to race there. Like he always wanted to race flat rock. And uh, when his race driving career started, um, they took it off the schedule. So he had been talking to Arca. I'm like, man, if you guys put flat rock back on the schedule, you know, I might have to come out of <laughs> retirement and race that one. So they did it and they, um, to see if he would do it. And he did, of course he went and, and ran the race. And so, um, he asked me if I would come up there and help and, and spot him during the race. Um, nice. So I went and did that. And um, it was weird because Billy has always been the one telling me what to do throughout my career. Um, and this time was roles reversed. So I was getting to um, yell at him and tell him where to be out on the track and be like, what are you doing? I was like, you got to get in the corner deeper. So we had a <laughs> tremendous amount of fun. And then of course he did a great job um, in the race. You know, it's a 150 lap race straight through no brakes. Uh, he managed his tires well. Um, and he made some awesome moves, which was, uh, was great to see. I mean, after 17 years of not driving anything, the cars have changed drastically. Yeah. Yeah. Like everything about it is different. And he hopped right in and, and, uh, adapted quickly and finished P4, man. That's crazy. I think that's pretty good. He beat the last week's winner. I mean, that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. So we were, we had a great time and, um, man was, uh, it was so much fun and all his family was out. People haven't seen in a long time and yeah, we, we really enjoyed it. That's great. And I'll, I'll ask you about it in a moment, but I hope you got a chance to watch uh, the action at North Wilkesboro, at least some of it. Um, I did. Because that's where I'm going with this. Uh, I'm wearing, if for our YouTube viewers, I'm wearing a, a nice sort of retro style North Wilkesboro Speedway hat. I'm a hat guy, Brennan. I like wearing different yeah, hats. Yeah. And, you know, anyway, this looks cool. Um, but North Wilkesboro Speedway was awesome. So I was there uh, and I was there from Thursday. Well, I guess I, I showed up Friday morning and was there through the race Sunday night. And you know, I don't want to... I don't want this to be too redundant. I think most everyone's heard the praises that everyone's singing for Marcus Smith and Speedway Motorsports, NASCAR, bringing it back. All that great stuff, very much Dale Earnhardt Jr., iRacing, the role they played in it. I I want to actually just talk about the amenities at the facility because I know the product on TV, Sunday night especially, left a lot to be desired. Kyle Larson just stunk up the show. But in person, especially during the open race, uh, the crowd was really unlike that of any other NASCAR race I've been to because it's about 30,000 fans. They're bigger crowds most weeks for sure, but you're on top of everything. Everyone's on top of one another. And, you know, from people doing the wave beforehand to beach balls being bounced around a couple sections over from where I was (laughs) sitting from then during the race, especially in the open when McDowell got turned by Ty Gibbs, then he comes out on track and was sort of blocking Ty Gibbs, costing Gibbs a shot at the win. Uh, The crowd was insane they were getting up mcdowell was the star of the show you'd think he was chase elliott uh how enthusiastic they were so between the crowd enthusiasm we, we, we joke all the time nascar fans love to complain 
I did not see a lot of complaining this weekend from fans who are at North Wilkesboro Speedway. Uh, and so I do think the whole team over there deserves some credit for um, turning this once abandoned, forgotten short track in basically the middle of nowhere into, I mean, the hottest ticket of the 2023 NASCAR mm-hmm. season. And you know, logistically speaking, yeah. Parts of the track were run down, a lot of dirt roads and hills and you know, gravel areas and, you know, porta potties and, you know, food trucks and stuff. Parts of it felt dated, felt old, but it maintained its charm. And I don't think like they tweeted that the parking lots cleared in less than two hours. Like they avoided being Kentucky 10 years ago or 12 years ago, whenever yeah. it was, when that traffic disaster maybe marred that track's future, quite honestly. Um so I just wanted to give a shout out. North Wilkesboro Speedway does deserve, I think, the credit they they've been getting for the fan experience at the track they created. I even saw the the um, Dirk Bentley concert Sunday uh, afternoon before the race, and I'm not a big country music guy, but he put on a good show. And the crowd there in the fan zone stage, it was big. It was probably five ten thousand people. It was huge. People were packed. So. Um, I just want to kind of give my perspective in person, like believe the hype. I'm sure it's nauseating at this point. Yes, we get it. North Wilkesboro is great. They did a great job, but like, I I can't stress enough. It it felt, it felt like a track that was ready to host two races a year. Like in many ways, it really did. I'd compare it to Martinsville or Bristol. It was at or very close to their level as far as the, at the in-person fan experience. And I think that's impressive. what do you see on a, on TV or what have you heard from people who are at the track, Brennan? Do you agree with my assessment? Well, here's what I'll say. Yeah, I agree with your assessment 100%. Here's what I'll say. I think they need more tracks like this um, on the schedule Mm -hmm. um, all over the country. Granted, that might be difficult to do, but hear me out. (laughs) I think in our sport, the fans love the nostalgia and the history of where the sport originated from. And North Wilkesboro is a great example of that. Um, The history there, the things that have happened there, its location, like everything about it um, brings back all those feels that you love from the late 90s or early 90s, depending on how old or young you are. But um, I think, you know, it would be awesome to see them do this more. I think it's a great track. I think it's a great facility. I think um, it blends very well with the modern and the old, um, and I think it's a good racetrack. So I think, um, you know, I think you, we will see it um, at what level. I don't know. Two two race weekends? Ah, I don't know about that. But maybe one race weekend solid, and maybe it's Xfinity and trucks or something or something. I don't know. Or maybe they do the All-Star again there. I don't I personally hope that they try to revive another track. I know people, there's lots of speculation out there. Like, like, oh, Rockingham's been repaved. And like some of these other places where they could do it there. Like, I'd like to see them do it again in uh, somewhere else. But I think, did, did we talk about this before? Where it's like, the, it should be at a different track every year. The All-Star um, Race? Make it exci- yeah. I think we yeah, could talk I think about we that could before. definitely rotate rotate that yeah. or, or the clash i don't know the clash is a tough one because february is such a weird time of the year for a lot of areas like you're not yeah. gonna race very far north i mean even rock or even a uh, north wilkesboro might be tough to race at in february uh weather might be yeah. unpredictable so um yeah no, I, I i was there any um you know fomo fear of missing out with xfinity series not there this weekend like yeah i, I really yeah. wish i would have got to race there i really yeah. did um, you know, I'm glad I got to go to flat rock and have that experience. That yeah. was, it was fun. And it was, it was, an, you know, I'm, I'm, it's an off weekend and I went racing somewhere. Right. But, yeah. um, I think it just would have been really cool to have the Xfinity cars there to run that race. It's like the, you know, you have the trucks and that's great, but the Xfinity cars on that track, full blown race, I think would have just been crazy. I think it would have been the show. Um, the show to see and uh you know so i kind of feel like i we missed out a little bit um on that but that doesn't mean i don't think xfinity will race there um in the future so you know yeah i would have liked to have been able to be there and and uh, to have seen all that but um and i hate that i didn't get to run there i'm sure i'm hoping that i will get to in the future and um, in the meantime, I went and did something pretty special with a with a group of a family that helped me tremendously in my career. And I got to see um, somebody that used to yell at me and tell me I was doing things wrong. I got to, to do that to them. Uh, it's with a powerful his, with feeling. 
Yeah, it was just fun. It was just really cool. So um, I, I enjoyed the weekend, but also, yeah, we, I mean, I wish I'd have been out there in the ring. I wish I'd have been, wish I could have raced on Sunday, but you know, I didn't, I got to enjoy it and watch, uh, watch it on TV and, uh, and see it that way. But, um, you know, it is what it is, but I definitely think they should do, do something more. There are other racetracks. I mean, I personally, I really want them to like fix Pike's peak. I don't know why I want them to race there again. Like, I think we should go there. I think there's a market market there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think there's a lot of fans still there Mm -hmm. and I just think, man, that would be sick. So maybe, maybe that's a place, maybe will they do an all-star and do, do a weekend out there um, in Colorado. I think that would be crazy. Um, and it's pretty centrally located. So maybe that would work. Yeah. I don't know. But it's not too far. Will, I mean, how far is that from like Denver or Colorado Springs is like right far. there. Yeah. It's like right there. Yeah. yeah so it's not that far. That's not too yeah. bad. I like that idea. No, I think it would be fun. It's not a bad idea at all. Yeah. Marcus Smith, you need more ideas. There you go. Uh, <laughs> speak. Let's do it. Um, the show is sponsored by our friends at circle B diecast. We truly appreciate their support. Once again, you can use code O O T G stands for out of the groove, uh, head butted my microphone with my hat. Uh, you can use that code O O T G for free shipping on orders over $30 at circlebdiecast.com. We always show off our favorite diecast here at the midway portion of the show Mm -hmm. in honor of all-star weekend. I brought back this, can we call it a throwback? It, It almost looks cursed now. The, uh, 2020 all-star race was won by chase elliott i've got one of the light up race wind die cast look at that yeah a little orange chevy lights i don't know what i have to say about that to be honest the numbers (laughs) back on the rear quarter look bad i'm glad we moved them forward to be honest i agree i can't believe that this was initially the kind of the what they were going to do and then last minute it was like nope we're gonna slide them forward instead i think they made the right call this is a cool car i love this race when i love the detail on the rear quarter panels and the blown out left rear tire yeah that uh, and of is course cool. the lights lights look cool on this one um we may never see that on a die cast again so i'm glad i have this in my collection brennan do you have a, a special yeah car to showcase i've been saving this one i've been saving this one i changed right. these out through each show yeah. but these these have been here for the last the last one as well i'm i'm pulling out the old dw he was back 17. in the broadcast booth this weekend Oh, dude, I loved it, to be honest with you. I, I, really heard, I, I haven't gone back and look. I heard they didn't let him say boogity or he didn't say boogity, boogity, boogity. Am I, Maybe, that, I don't think he did. No. Oh, my gosh. Whoa. What's going on? All I want to say is that 17 is my favorite number. Those of you that may not have followed a lot of my racing career when I was, you know, coming up through the ranks. I mean, if you knew my late model stuff, I ran the number five because 17 was taken. And <laughs> um, my very first car was the number five for Speed Racer, Mach 5. But if I could choose any number, like I choose 17 for everything, every sport, every video game, every anything. Same. I And plus, I love the looks of these cars. That's a cool one. Um, and I, and man, tied iconic sponsorship, number 17, old DW. He's, uh, you know, a legend in the sport. This is a really, really cool die cast to have. Every time I see this thing, man, I'm like, golly, those cars were so sick back then. Um, you know, of course you can, it's hard to see for the viewers, but I'm looking in, in here at the seat. That's not a carbon fiber seat in there, man. It's like <laughs> a, like a stool. And a little head <laughs> and a head back plate. Those guys, man, some kahunas on those guys. That's awesome. I love, I can relate to you picking uh, numbers other than 17. So 17 is my favorite number for Matt Kenseth. Uh, and yeah. uh, in base, when I played baseball, I wore 16 because uh, there was another player who wore number 17 and he'd been there longer than me. And you know, yeah, I love in like uh, professional sports players will like offer, like if like if someone gets traded or, or something and they like want, like if Tom Brady were to get, and when he like went to the Buccaneers, I don't know if he had to do this, but he wanted number 12. Like he needed number 12. If somebody had been number 12, he probably would have like, you know, they offered to Paid buy him out. For it. Yeah. They buy yeah. them out of their own numbers. I love that. Yeah. Um, I didn't have as a nine-year-old playing baseball. I couldn't afford to buy out uh, Danny. Buy out the dr- they, did the, they did the same thing to me. Our coach's number was 17. So I was never oh, getting that. So I, I chose three for Dale. All my other numbers were taken. Three for Dale. That's I, not I, bad though. I usually go 21. Um, that was my dad's uh, baseball and football number. He was number 21. So um, if I, if I can't be 17, I usually choose 21. If I can't do that, then it's, it's usually five. Um, and then I just I've, take whatever jersey a lot of races fits. in the number five. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever Jersey fits. Well, sometimes they do that in school too. It's like the lower numbers are that's, the smaller. That's what that's happened to me when I played basketball it was all the only jerseys that fit me being super tall were in the forties. So I was kind of yeah. stuck. Uh, <laughs> appreciate circle B diecast sponsoring the show. Uh, without further ado though, let's bring in a good friend of mine. Uh, 
good friend of the show as well, Jeremy Clements. He's calling in now. Uh, let's talk to Jeremy. Let's bring him on in. We are now joined by Jeremy Clements, uh, driver of the number 51 in the Xfinity series. Hello. I like that. Uh, Jeremy, it's great to see you again, dude. Uh, it's been a while, I think, since we've chat, really. Uh, how have you been, first and foremost? How's it going? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on the show. Uh, yeah, I see you all the time. You're so damn tall. So it's, uh, it's, it's not hard to miss you. <laughs> you can see you walking through the infield pretty easily. But yeah, uh, uh, it's been good. I mean, as good as it, it can be for a, a small independent uh, driver that, that has to deal with everything on his team. <laughs> it's, I, a, it's a lot to juggle. We just had a good off weekend. Uh, I did go to the Braves game and uh, had some drinks and had some fun and then yeah, we're racing this weekend at Charlotte, so it's uh, it's gonna be a good weekend. What do you think of the uh, the Braves, uh, the Atlanta Braves Stadium? I went there for the first time a few weeks ago, and uh, I thought it was pretty cool. Are you like a are you a baseball guy? Do you I geek out over like baseball stadiums and the style and the look. What do you think? Was it good? Well, I love going to different ballparks. I'm not I'm not gonna lie, guys. I I don't really watch it like at home and just sit there and watch it, but I love going. Eating a, a bratwurst, drinking cold beer, eating peanuts. That's that's fun to me, you know, hanging out with the boys. So we had a boy night, and uh, I have a friend that's got a good connection that works there, so we didn't have to pay anything for the tickets. Had great tickets, about four rows up, uh, and, and man, it was badass. So, uh, And I love, since we get to travel, I love getting to go to different stadiums. So I've been to a few over the years, and uh, yeah, the, the new Brave Stadium is, is amazing, and there's so much stuff to do around there, too. I don't mean to devolve this into baseball stadium talk, but what, what is your favorite stadium you've been to so far? Well, uh, real quick, I've been to the White Sox, Cubs, okay. uh, Braves, of course. Uh, let's see, the Cardinals. Um, it, there might be one more, but I'm gonna, I can't think right off. But I think I'm going to go with the Cubbies. That That's a that's classic. Wrigley Field. That's, that's a classic it's- Field, yeah, yeah. I, I've been to a few uh, Wrigley Day games uh, over the years through traveling and the racing and everything, too. And, yeah, it's like it's it's so amazing and it's so old, so much history. It's just so cool when you go in, in there. Plus, like you said, I mean, my favorite thing to do is get a peanuts, peanuts and a Coke. And, you know, oh, you yeah. make a mess at your seat. But yeah, yes. it's not, not much, it's not much <laughs> better t- than that. It's so funny you said that I took a picture uh, under where I was sitting because I made such a damn mess. Like there were just <laughs> peanuts and uh, everything I was eating was just right there. And I was like, man, I feel bad for whoever's going to clean this up. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's jump into some hard hitting uh, NASCAR racing questions. Um, Jeremy, I've got a lot of respect for you. One, because you guys, you do it, you do it yourself. But in doing that, I'm sure there's a lot of challenges that you face, but I'm sure there's a lot of positives to that as well. You know, I, I know your, your, your family's involved, your dad's at the racetrack. It's gotta be cool getting to, to still race as a family team run operation. But could you talk a little bit about, you know, the, the, the challenges, but also maybe some of the stuff that you benefit from just having your family and everybody involved in, in your program? Oh, Brandon, that's that's very nice of you say. First of all, it, it's definitely a tough, tough deal. I feel like it just gets harder and harder as the years go by. I mean, the competition level this year is unreal. To run top twenty is a feat in itself, and really just to keep this deal going and it not go under because you're spending too much money. That's a that's challenging to do, and you want to run good, but it's uh you know it can be tough on the on the relationship side with your family uh you know my we build our own engines uh i complain about them a lot <laughs> you know i mean you we've talked about it at, at a yeah. racetrack i think phoenix you know everybody all these teams have got lease motors all these smaller teams have got lease motors uh and it makes it very hard to keep up with those guys and you know i'm just constantly hey we need we need better motors we need this that and it, Oh, the car didn't drive good this weekend and it wasn't the motor's fault. And, you know, just, yeah. it just kind of, it, it can be difficult to navigate that. And then, you know, like we had Mother's Day, went to see my mom uh, once we got back from Darlington that weekend. And uh, my dad brings up about some racing and some bills. And I'm like, can we just not talk about racing tonight? Like, let's just leave that alone. So it can be hard to navigate all that, to be honest with you, man. Uh, but I'm very fortunate. Yeah, I've raced with my family since I was seven. And 
obviously it's been a blessing, huge blessing. And then over the years, more and more, it's gotten to where it's in my lap, where I've got to take control over it and manage it the way I see fit to try to make us better and keep it going too. So it's fun, man. It's just a lot to deal with, to be honest. And like I said, it's just, when you got to deal with like getting sponsors, keeping them happy, getting the cars fast, employees, getting money, uh, being the driver too, it, it, it's, it's definitely a lot. So, uh, but I'm like, well, uh, Hey, don't complain about it. I'm not complaining. I'm just saying this part of it. I'm like way better than being a, having a normal job. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, I, I can understand how that could be very overwhelming at times, but then also you guys have had so much success and, You've been able to win a few races in in the second highest form of motorsports in this country, which is incredibly impressive. Um, and yeah, I think it's just cool to see what you guys have been able to to accomplish in that you are able to continue to race because we all know. I mean, the drivers know, and I think some of a lot of the fans and and the team owners and stuff in 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 the garage area know how difficult it is to. Um, keep operating and keep running and what it costs and how expensive it is to uh, one run good like you talked about but also just to continue to make it year after year after year and you guys have um, you know been successful at, at doing that to this point you know and so I think it's it's cool to see and you run good you're competitive and I will agree with you it is the probably one of the most competitive Xfinity fields I've seen um, in a long time. Um, it, it is like, it is crazy difficult, um, to run in the top 20. You have to be perfect. Um, and like in our situation, you know, you're, you're driving the car, like literally on the limit, the entire time, the whole day to, to run 20th. It's crazy. It's very challenging. That part of it's fun, but, but yeah, I agree with you. It's just, um, it's crazy competitive, uh, this year. Oh, for sure. And I mean, like you said, I mean, we're running cars that we got in 2019 from Ganassi, and uh, we were just ran them. We ran the hell out of these cars. I mean, they're used. I feel like they're just used up, and then uh, we. It, it's just hard. Like you gotta. If if you gave me a pot of money, I could easily spend it right now to to try to make our team better. But yeah, yeah. it's it's fun. I, I love it. I mean, our best finish this year is two fourteenths. That really that really irks me because we should have had a couple of top tens in there, but, uh, damn, I thought we'd had a, a top 10 by now. So that's very frustrating to me as the driver, but, uh, hopefully we'll get there. How many, uh, full-time employees do you guys have now in your operation? We've got four and then we've uh, got a couple, couple guys that come in, you know, my, my friend Blake, he's a firefighter full-time. So he'll come in on his off days uh gary he's another guy that comes in once twice a week so you got a couple guys that come in you know other certain days before full-time that's incredible because i remember and we're going to keep the vibes positive here going back to last season y'all win at daytona uh yeah ultimate qualify for the playoffs i guess well you've been in the playoffs two years in a row now right yeah well, that's crazy yeah. I, I just remember the celebration seeing you dad like the whole group you know and, and, like, it's just it's such a tight-knit group it is a smaller operation i mean Winning races like that, like that, let's just talk about that win. Let's talk about that Daytona win last year. What difference does that make for your organization? Well, something I didn't see coming, guys, at all. I mean, that was those are stricter plate races. I have a love hate relationship with them. I mean, I've been on the wrong end of those a lot. I, you know, I pushed Brendan Poole to what I thought he should have won that race at Dega, and I finished third. Uh, ended up fourth, and I think he ended up second. Is that right, Brian? Third. They, they third. scored me third. Damn. Yeah, which I what don't know how hell? that's possible still, but, you know. You you crossed the finish line first, buddy. Yeah. And I, and I crossed it third, <laughs> and I was I was very happy with that. But, uh, yeah, just, you know, you, you play those races different ways, and at Daytona that night just happened to work out. I, I played the I'm going to wait around game, and I went from 20-something to, to restarting fourth or fifth and at towards the end and then we had a shot and and we we put ourselves in contention somehow so it just worked out and you know it the luck the whatever you want to call it uh the good lord blessed us that night we were able to win and that was uh phenomenal you know we had a lot of our our partners and friends there and they loved being a part of that and it just it was just big so just makes you obviously when you don't win you want to win every weekend guys it's so damn tough and 
it just it's like getting dessert you want more dessert after your meal you know you want it every meal you want so you just want the wins more and more but uh uh hopefully we can maybe sneak another one up coming up soon yeah i mean it just hit me they have the back-to-back playoff appearances uh, i mean is that something you guys kind of hang your hat on that you're up there at the end of the season, the last two years, you're one of those 12 alongside Joe Gibbs racing, uh, you know, team Penske in the past Stuart Haas racing. And then there's the 51 tried and true right there. Like that, that's gotta be special. And that's gotta make a difference. Like over time, like that has to be huge. Yeah, definitely dude. I mean, it's, it's badass. I mean, the first, the two years ago we made it on points and then last year because of Daytona. So we're gonna have to win this year for sure. Uh, we're, we're, I don't even look at the points, guys, just to be totally honest. I, I don't I haven't paid attention. Uh, I did. Well, I'm going to lie. I did see that we were 20th, but I didn't see like the, the spread there. But yeah, we're going to have to win. I haven't looked at all that, but uh, it'd be another must must win situation. <laughs> well, I've got one more question and I'll, I'll let Brennan if he's got another one. Um, but this kind of goes back to something you mentioned earlier, Jeremy. You know, you guys, you've run your own operation for years now and you mentioned it's gotten I think you said it's gotten a lot harder, uh, but I guess my question is like, can you give us any like insight into like what's made it more and more difficult to be competitive as an independent team? Like what has changed over these years that, that maybe you've noticed? Well, you know, it's just hard to keep all this going and make it as competitive as we have been over the years. You know, we were very fortunate, like I said, in 2019 to get the kind of equipment we've never had, mm. you know, it, when you buy cars from these teams, they don't want to give you everything with them. So it's just, you're like getting a, a puzzle and you're getting about half the pieces with them. Mm. And then you, you're trying to make that work and it's, you're just chasing your tail. So when we were able to get those cars, we, you know, they just sold it all. So we were very lucky to get that kind of stuff that it came with the right suspension came with everything. So uh, now after we've used these cars up, we've ran them a good bit. Uh, we, we really just, we just, need to spend more money and and you know when you're only getting you're, you're getting what you're getting to go race it's hard to to try to buy new equipment and and do all that the way it should be and then on top of that you know like i said we build our own engines so our our i hate to say it our our engines package it and where it needs to be we're trying to get there but to catch ECR, Roush Yates, TRD, that's very tough to do. Uh, you know, we're, our, our guys build dirt late model engines full time, very successful at that. And they do damn good work at that. But to build our engines, it's, it's, it's a whole nother animal. And they don't, they don't, you can't really take what you do in a dirt late model motor to these engines. So, uh, for my dad, and my uncle to do that on the side on the weekend to try to find more horsepower, it's very tough and time consuming and money. And like I said, the competition level just gotten more and more, and it's just hard to keep up with that. And that's what I mean by it's very, it's more challenging. And then like getting sponsors, uh, getting everything that goes on with it, sponsors, pit crew, spotters, hell, even the food at the track. What are my guys going <laughs> to eat every weekend? Yeah. I mean, just getting every, everything changes every year. At the end of the year, you're like, oh no, I got to start over. It's kind of, it's, so that's what I mean by that. Well, I, and I just, another question just hit me. Um, speaking of things changing every year, I don't even know if you've seen this or paid any attention to it at this point, Jeremy, but there have been reports that the Xfinity series after next year might go exclusively onto a streaming service like an Amazon Prime, perhaps. And I think with that, likely would there'd be an increase in the rights fee. Hopefully that would trickle down to the Xfinity series teams. Like, I, I don't know. Do you see that? Have you had any I don't know if you've heard any of the rumblings or the conversations, but does that change any of how your team kind of thinks about the future? Yeah, I I saw some of that on Twitter, but I haven't heard a word about any of this myself. I don't know if there's yeah. been meetings with, with owners or something. I don't have a clue, but um, I don't know about all that, guys. I'm a little, I see it both ways. I'm like, if it trickles down money-wise to us and the purses are way up, that's good. Yeah. Uh, that's how I get paid. Actually, I get a percentage of how we finish. It's a small one guys, but it's, <laughs> you know, that's how, that's how I get paid. So if I see the first go up, the driver in me is like, hell yeah. But, uh, the other part of it is like, who's gonna like, yeah, like everybody's a lot of people have cut the cord cable wise and all that. That's good. But like 
when you're subscribed to 27 different things, are you going to subscribe to this next one to watch yeah. the NASCAR Xfinity Series? I, I don't know. How much is that going to cost? I, I mean, I know NFL did it with Amazon. Uh, and this is just stuff off the top of my head. I don't, I don't have all the, I don't yeah. have the answers, but it's very yeah. interesting. And I, whatever way we go, I hope it works for us. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we all hope it works. <laughs> I guess. Okay. To wrap this up, I'll ask, I have one last question for you, Jeremy. I wanted to say, okay. So like this weekend we didn't get the race. Xfinity cars didn't go to North Wilkesboro. I don't know how much of the race you saw or did, didn't get to see, but I was kind of bummed that we didn't get to go race there. Oh it's yeah. Kinda, you know, it's iconic. It would have been cool to do it. Um, no doubt. We should have been there. Yeah, it would have been awesome. We should have been there. But we, we would have been the best race, too, Brandon. I'm probably I'm sorry true. not to cut, cut yeah, you prob- off. But. Probably true. Probably true. Did you get to watch any of the races or see the highlights or any of that stuff? I know you went and did, took your weekend off. I don't blame you for that. I actually went to the ARCA race in Flat Rock. Hey, oh, wow. over the weekend. Yeah, I was all the way up there in Michigan. I spotted for old Billy Venturini, which was a lot of oh, fun. Oh, cool. Yeah. I did see him get back behind the wheel. That's <laughs> yeah, cool. it was a lot of fun. But yep. I wanted to ask you, like, what were your thoughts? Like, bummed we didn't get to do it, obviously. But what did you think about just like all the hype around the race? What you saw over the race weekend? Should we do it again? But bring Xfinity cars there. Let's throw that in there. <laughs> well, I did see some of the action. I was driving to Atlanta, and I actually was riding passenger seat because I convinced my cousin to drive and. So I got to watch some of the race. We had it on XM radio listening and uh, the truck race uh, finally got going and got some action. And uh, there was some beating and banging, which you love to see and some tempers flaring. And uh, so that, that, that race was, was good. Obviously I don't like seeing Larson and the, and the cup guys get in there and stink it up. I don't, in my opinion, if cup guys get in these races, put them in uh, middle tier cars or trucks. It's just, it's unfair as hell for them to get in the best equipment and go out there and race, uh, really, in my opinion. But uh, the truck race was obviously way better. The cup race, didn't watch much of that. Uh, the short track package is, uh, is pretty rough at the moment, unfortunately. And what I did see, I didn't like. So that's just my honest opinion. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there wasn't a whole. I mean, I think the cup race too. Yeah, there needed to be maybe a little bit more action. I agree. I think the truck race was pretty good. Um, yeah, I mean, I would like to see the cup guys. Run. I mean, I run midfield trucks all the time, and I and sometimes <laughs> you beat. I beat really good trucks all the time, just through experience exactly. level, you know. So yeah, but hundred yeah. percent, the Xfinity series should have been there. Me and you battling it out. Yeah, should have been there, and it would have been an epic race. I hope they they do take us there again. Uh, I hope they take us there next year. I hope they do something to make some kind of second groove too. That place was too bottom line dominant. Uh, so I don't know what you do there. You put a grip strip <laughs> like Pocono used to have yeah. in turn three. Yeah. Somehow, some way. That's the only way I could think. But make it some some way somehow we can race. Uh, there's another groove. Yeah, they had. Yeah, I think the, crazy. the top four would pick the inside lane, and fifth place was on the front row because nobody trusted the outside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I guess I was the only one here that was at North Wilkesboro. Uh, atmosphere was great. They killed it as far as the, at the track. But I'm with you guys, especially the Cup race on Sunday. I can only imagine watching on TV or listening on the radio. <laughs> Larson's still leading. There he is. He's, he's <laughs> yeah. front. So, um, but put uh, a, a hurt on him. He did. Yeah. Uh, what did he say? Old school ass whooping, something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's fair enough. Um, <laughs> Well, on that note, Jeremy, uh, we really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for being on uh, Power Hour. Uh, Brennan, uh, do you have any final closing thoughts? No, it was just awesome to get to catch up with you and hear your thoughts. And, and, um, you know, we wish you nothing but the best, nothing but more clean racing between us the the rest of the year. Um, But, yeah, it was just it was a a fun conversation. And uh, we appreciate you coming on and talking with us. Oh, thank you guys. Brandon, always enjoy racing with you. You you do an awesome job. And uh, if I ever get into you, it's not on purpose. I promise you. Because <laughs> I know that Johnny Davis crew, they work their asses off just like our crew. And I don't want to do anything. But uh, appreciate you, Eric, too. You, you, you being in the sport. I know you were on that six car last year at Phoenix. You were on our car a few times. So thank you for supporting our series. Awesome stuff. No, but we appreciate you. Good luck uh, this weekend at Charlotte, Jeremy. And we'll see you at the track later this year, dude. Thanks, guys. Huge thank you to Jeremy Clements for being uh, 
on the latest episode of Power Hour. Uh, that was an awesome conversation. Really big fan of Jeremy. Um, Brennan, it's the final segment of the show. This is the fan question segment. It's been a few weeks since our last episode, but I went back and looked on that Mark Martin episode, and we did get a good handful of questions. I picked out two uh, that I think we will hopefully have good answers for. Uh, I'll just jump right into it. This first one comes from TM42, and they asked, uh, what team did Brennan want to race for when he was growing up? Yeah, that's a good question. I, you know, for me, it's, it's easy. I always wanted to drive for Rick Hendrick. Mm. Um, you know, I was a huge Jeff Gordon fan started at the same racetrack as him. So like, I just, uh, you know, I always, you know, looked up to Rick and Jeff and that whole team, um, you know, there for a little while when Ray Everham left and did his own thing with the nine and the 19 and yeah. all that, I, I thought that would have been awesome to drive for him. Cause I obviously so much respect for him because I was such a big Jeff Gordon fan. So I think, um, you know, little Brennan 100% always wanted to drive, um, for Rick Hendrick. There was not, there was nothing else set in my mind at all. Like not even kind of, um, and I still would love to drive for Rick, whether that would happen or not he's got a stable full of great um young drivers but um yeah that the the i think the dream for me would be able to drive for for him um and there's so many great owners now in the sport i mean i was you know i was teammates with justin marks look what he's done over there track house and all that that would be an incredible thing to be a part of as well too um but so many richard childress you know i've spent many times talking to him over the years just an incredible man so much history at that team i mean it's hard to pick one now you just it's mm-hmm. just there's yeah. so, you, well now you're you know, so much closer to everything like now you know a lot yeah. of these people and it's like it's, uh, different, it's different now different. than when you're a kid it's different. yeah we just yeah. had jeremy on the show so i got I, I should ask you brennan would you ever start your own nascar team yeah i would for sure um mm-hmm. i love the sport so much that um you know it's hard to picture yourself doing anything else other than driving so i think i i think i would i mean it's it's a battle and i would need um you know significant help but yeah for sure i would i mean i would love to own a cup team try to get my hands on one of those charters if i had (laughs) the the money that it takes to get one now um but uh yeah i mean i i looked at at it seriously years ago um and was trying to to raise money to own to get a charter but you know things don't happen for a reason so it is what it is but yeah i would love for sure that would be awesome uh, very certainly possible one day that'd be interesting yeah. um one other question this is kind of for both of us i thought this would be a good yeah. one to kind of end with um from jesse cardinals i think i'm saying that right uh, but jesse asks what is your favorite actually there's two questions first one what is your yeah. favorite racing movie um, we can answer that first. I'll go and say uh, Cars. That kind of dates myself. My favorite racing movie is Cars. Um, it's not the most. So you weren't a, you weren't the Days of Thunder guy. Kid, no, like so I I I saw Days of Thunder for the first time a few years ago, and it was good. It definitely screamed late '80s, early '90s, and in yeah, some ways it was. it was dated. But the was racing 89? scenes, yeah, the racing scenes were fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. I, I would love. You know, you've seen what Tom Cruise did with top gun maverick bringing that back uh and the success oh, it was gosh, like yes. i hope i know uh i think bruckheimer and them are making like a f1 version of days of thunder with yeah. brad pitt all right yeah. that's fine who cares <laughs> let's get tom cruise yeah. back in here and see what a cold trickle has been up to all after all these years but my favorite movie he'd be the owner now oh yeah there you go i worry it'd just become the plot of uh one of my other favorite racing movies cars three where lightning <laughs> mcqueen transfers <laughs> from that transitions from driver you know it's weird because they're cars but he's like driver to more like mentor owner yeah anyway i love the first cars even though the first cars movie is not really that focused on racing it's much more focused on lightning mcqueen's uh you know, Life evolution journey. his journey from yeah. being a narcissistic a-hole to actually caring about friends and understanding what's yeah. important in life but it's a great movie i love pixar growing up and when they did a movie based on nascar that came out you know a year or so after i'd really started to get into nascar so to see pixar the people who made toy story make a nascar themed movie uh yeah blew me away as a kid and it still holds up to this day as a very solid movie with some fun nascar cameos references and all that great stuff so i i would go cars cars it's yes. hard to it's hard to like not say days of thunder because like every kid driver my age is like days of thunder days of Mm. thunder and that's cool like i love days of thunder so but i'm not gonna throw that old that that same one just like (laughs) it's days of thunder and just like move on i'm gonna say probably rush 
with okay. uh, with the Nikki Lauda and um, James Hunt story. That has become my one of my new favorites. And of course, I love um, Ford versus Ferrari as well. Just yeah. like the more new modern movies, it's just like the Days of Thunder is like, yeah, that's the nostalgia throwback. That's never going to talk like that's the, as soon as the cr- opening credits start in Days of Thunder, it's just like I'm going to get emotional. Yeah. Um, but those two movies now, like Rush and Ford vs Ferraris, are great. I'm uh, Ford vs Ferrari them. is really good. Like I, oh, I wasn't so sure if good. I was, I didn't, wasn't sure if I should have believed the hype, and then when I eventually saw it, I was like, oh no, that is a really really good movie yeah that's that's, it's just well made it's just a well-made movie like the racing scenes are great but as just a movie on its own if you're not a racing fan you're gonna love that movie or you'll find something to latch on to yeah i i think it's like when you like try to pick a movie that has that's not racing related i mean there's so many good movies out um that i love i mean you know like i'm a huge rush hour fan uh mm-hmm. rush hour is probably my favorite non-racing yeah movie. sorry i like I mean, all three of them you got ahead of me brendan i didn't say it yet but yes the second part of jesse's question was what's our favorite non-racing yeah movie? yeah sorry i jumped Bre- i jumped he, ahead. brendan I was, was reading ahead in the script i was okay. reading ahead <laughs> yeah um but i think it's hard to pick that non a non-racing movie but like i mean rush hour that's probably my favorite one. I would advise anyone to go watch Rush Hour. I, like that, I watch that movie all the time. It gets you through everything. Right? It doesn't even matter. I mean, it just uh, Chris Tucker, Jackie Chan. You can't beat. You, it's hard fun. to beat that. They're so good. But um, in 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 recent, you know, I'm a big film movie guy. I love that stuff. It's like some of my favorite favorite things is, is watching shows and movies. My my favorite movie of this past year. I'm gonna have to say though, it's a Brad Pitt movie. It's Bullet Train. I need to see. It's that. on Netflix. Yeah. Golly, that movie is unbelievable. There's a little, you know. Uh, some gore stuff in there so if you don't like sure. that you may not like it and some of the fight scenes like it's very like they they show you some stuff that man <laughs> you know okay but for the most part man that movie uh golly great laughs funny all around comes all together in the end and it's just like man that i love that movie i've, I've watched it a few times now especially since they put it on netflix yeah but what need- about you it's hard to pick it on it's hard to pick well, so I was, a, I went to film school <laughs> when I was in college. Yeah. So I, I was, I, but I was a terrible film student. Cause I'd walk around campus. I'd walk around the the film and TV buildings and all these kind of pretentious, not all of them, but some of the students you got just very, very, uh, you know, I don't, just, just pretentious, just kind of had that, that air about them. And it was, they don't you know, pick the fun film. It's the latest, you know, Scorsese movie. And he's made some yeah. great movies. Don't get me wrong. Oh my yeah. gosh. Anything Stanley Kubrick has touched is a masterpiece I'm like, okay yeah yeah some of it's really good ton of respect but when i go see a movie i want to have a good time I, I i like being moved emotionally it can be sad yeah but I, I like having a good time and you know it just hit me my first answer i'm going to come across as such a one-dimensional homer because <laughs> you actually, picked cars already well no but but i am my favorite movie and i've been saying this for years uh my actually favorite movie is a different pixar movie it's the incredibles I think The Incredibles is a fantastic you, film that holds the up so well. Films. Yeah, that's why I'm sitting here, like, because then I'm thinking about the rest of my top uh, movies, and there's like no animated films on that list. There's movies like I love the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise. It's cheesy. It's well, ridiculous, yeah, but I love amazing. Um, uh, Whiplash, a more uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's serious really intense, movie, though. a more intense movie. Um, so, so like, yeah, but it is funny that this question, immediately, I, like the two Pixar movies at the top of my list oh my get a shout out. So I don't mean to come across as one dimensional. When's the last time you watched Rush Hour? Have you um, even watched Rush my, Hour? I, my dad showed it to me a long time ago. I don't remember it too Eric. well. He used to show me other Jackie Chan movies and Eric. some of them blend together. I need to go back and watch. I think it's on my wall. Here. Oh my gosh. Eric, you need to get pop some popcorn tonight and- and you and your lady, you need to watch Rush Hour immediately. Immediately. Oh, okay. I, let's end I, the stream. Okay. Bye. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I want to throw one thing out because I wouldn't be doing my justice if we were talking about favorite shows or TV movies or anything. I'm going to say hands down my favorite thing to watch by far none. Nothing is close to it, and I'm going to get made fun of by everyone. It's Supernatural, greatest TV show ever made. You're like Game of Thrones. No, Game of Thrones is no. Breaking you need to watch bad. Supernatural, man. It's on Netflix, all 15 seasons. It'll get you through the next two years. You won't even need to figure out what you need to watch. You'll come home, you'll watch an episode. You're going to be good for like the next 500 days. I'm telling you, Supernatural is where it's at. I have a bunch of shirts. I'm going to wear a Supernatural shirt on the next show. I'm doing it. Yeah, go for it. I I like that. 
I've not seen Supernatural. Uh, my dad, I know, is a Supernatural fan. I don't know if he made it through all 15 seasons, but I know he was a fan for Gosh, a while there. so good. Oh, um, it's the best, Eric. Uh, I like it. Brennan, I feel like you and I uh, could talk movies and TV for a long time. We'll have to start yeah, doing could. dedicated episodes about that. But um, episodes. Un- unfortunately for this week's show, we have surpassed the one hour of power. Oh, is this is this going to be Strange. the first like over one hour and fifteen minute show? I think uh, so. We will Could see. Be. I might edit out uh, like oh, no, literally folks, every dumb thing I said uh, in this. He's episode. editing. He's editing our conversations for you. I'm editing it in real time, actually, as we speak. I, 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 <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm that good. <laughs> oh um, man! But thank you, everyone, for listening and or watching. Power Hour presented by Circle B Diecast. Uh, really appreciate Circle B Diecast support and really appreciate all the kind words from you, uh, viewers and listeners, both at the track the past couple weeks. I was at Darlington, I was at Wilkesboro, and I got a handful of fans who came up and said they really enjoy the show. Um, but also uh, the comments on their last Mark Martin episode. That was so cool to get Mark Martin on, a NASCAR Hall of Famer, a legend. Um, and it was really cool to see uh, all the kind supportive words and just you know people sharing their own mark martin stories even like that's awesome that was great to see um, yeah brennan yeah another thanks episode to, of the books thanks to everyone for listening please leave us some more questions so yes. that we can have plenty of questions to answer at the next show also i want to say throw a shout out to my moonshine and motorsports trail car i'm running this that's weekend right. eric you saw it up close and personal this past Got weekend a good look at that paint scheme um, so we're excited to host them this weekend and if you're in north carolina you know, you might want to check out the Moonshine and Motorsports Trail. There's some cool historic stops on it. So uh, check it out. And also make sure you check out uh, our car this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. No, Moonshine Motorsports Trail, they, uh, uh, they've they got some cool destinations. I've got a video series that's been ongoing, visited, uh, obviously, North Wilkesboro Speedway, NASCAR Hall of Fame, uh, Okanichi Speedway. That video go, oh, yeah. uh, went out earlier this week. Um, Rockingham's on the trail list. If you can get in the doors of Rockingham, that's a pretty cool place to go scout Abs- around, check absolutely. out. Absolutely. Um, so that's awesome. Well, we're looking forward to seeing you race this weekend. Brennan, that car is going to look fantastic. We will see all of you on the next episode of Power Hour.